Hello and welcome to episode 220 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. So Henny. Yes. I anxiously, I, I, I didn't tag you when I did a, uh, posted an Insta story the other day yeah. and I waited all day. I could not <laughs> believe that you had not looked at anything. I actually had to message you to be like, I had not been on social media at all that entire day. And so when you, when you texted me to say, I posted a story for you on Instagram, I was like, oh, I like, I literally had not opened the app all day long. Like, seriously, I was, (laughs) I was like, and I did it. I must've done it before we even chatted that day. Like that's, that's how early it was. Oh wow! Yeah. What was I? What was I busy doing? I mean, I don't know what. I've I've been I've been busy. Anyway, but anyway, yes, it was. So, so I I did finally see the story. Yes. With you using a re, a metal straw, reusable straw, to like core a strawberry. Yeah, and you don't need. I just that's the only straw I happen to have. So my question to you is, because in the video, so so you had this beautiful strawberry and you yeah. used the the straw. Yeah. And you started at the bottom tip of the right. strawberry yeah. and and then pushed the straw up through the strawberry mm-hmm. and then the whole little green part yeah. and the core of the strawberry yeah. comes like pops right off, right? So instead of having to haul the strawberry, you got rid of the the, the little green part by doing that. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's an amazing little trick, especially if you want a full, like a whole strawberry. But not just why, that. But not why just that. would you do that and then cut the strawberry? Like, why would you cut it afterward? Because, would, honey, it's why, not about, so here's the thing. I had seen a, I, you know, because I spent a lot of time just like getting caught up in people's reels and not everybody would haul a strawberry. And I, does everyone who was listening, maybe people don't even understand or know what that term even means. Honey. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's possible. There's actually a little tool that does, it's a strawberry huller. Right. You can get something that hulls. Because otherwise, how do you hull? You have to use your nail or something in there to get that thing off. Correct? Oh, I use a little paring knife. And very, okay, but how much of the strawberry do you lose? Because the person that was doing the reel actually showed what I think a lot of people do is they cut quite a bit of strawberry off. I I mean, I have been hauling strawberries for many a year yeah. and I do not cut a lot of strawberry off, but I can appreciate that some people would because some people would just take the knife and cut straight across. Correct. And so then you lose a lot of strawberry. Yeah. I don't, I cut like a little almost like a v-shape like a little divot to pull it mm-hmm. out but yeah. i i see what you're saying okay i understand so this is a way to get rid of the top of the strawberry without losing any berry correct and i mean it depends on the strawberry so if they were like ontario or anywhere that you are getting them like grown outside you are they are easier to hull mm, yeah 100 percent Right, they are super easy because they're smaller. One, yeah, they're yeah, are yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, fresh, fresh Ontario berries are little teeny yeah. tiny berries, yeah, and full of juicy sweetness. Oh my goodness, so good! But do I want to be doing like this on the ones that are all white at the top because they've been picked 
previous to actually being fully ripe that have grown? No, like a Driscoll, probably not. No, because you probably want to cut some of that berry off, actually. It's, well, it doesn't, it's not even a berry. It's like, what is that? It's like white. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but anyways, I literally, the only reason I even tried it was because <laughs> I know it drives you crazy with me watching all of these things. I mean... So, <laughs> go for so, it. Literally, then one of Brock's friends, Trav, Trav writes me, I'm living for your social media feeds. This is awesome. And I, I send a mech like a winky thing saying I had to try this to see if it worked. Plus, I drive my girlfriend crazy <laughs> with useless kitchen hacks. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, this totally isn't useless at all. Exclamation mark. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see myself taking a straw to a bunch of strawberries although like i said if you were making something that was decorative and you yeah. wanted a full strawberry but you didn't want the top on it that's genius okay i just thought like is this really work and when it did it and did. It, i like mean that. it is fun it is fun when you when because often you see things <laughs> that you think like, okay, well, sort of like an infomercial, you know, like you yeah. see it, you see it and you're like, there's no way that actually works. Like there's no way that knife actually cuts through the copper pipe, you know, like, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's kind of fun when you try it out and it does actually work. Yeah. I can, I can appreciate that. Oh, but I just love to do these little things. Cause you know, I'm all over these little, I do Phil actually Phil, we, there was a stain on something. He goes, do you have one of those hacks that you've been watching that was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're, they're not all wrong. Okay. All right. So listen, so I, the, the last episode I had, we had talked a little better. I had referenced that, um, when Tim was on that I was listening and that I started like taking notes immediately mm -hmm. and that I had this discussion like back and forth with him in real time every, as I was, as I was listening. So, right. I need to tell you. So I just wanted to go back to my notes and my, yes. my notes come up as for the record, because one of the first things that you said, Oh no, was Sandy really, it, that's really what Sandy gets. Like I get annoyed about oh. is advertisers advertising things. So I just want to say for the record, I do, and it's in like capitals here. I do not blame advertisers for what I shove in my yap. <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. I know. I didn't, <laughs> I don't mean that. I just mean that one of the things that really yeah. like puts a okay. bee in your bonnet is oh. like, things that are being proclaimed when they're not actually true ways yes. that, ways that companies are like convincing us about yes. something that may or may not be actually accurate I know that you're not passing the blame I, I get yeah. that because <laughs> you you actually said it twice the second time that it made sense like that it was like but the first time I was like wait a minute it almost sounds like I'm like that no. Sandy really hates it like you know anyway no, no, no. all in jest it's all in jest <laughs> of course of course yeah the other thing is like when you talked about a mouseketeria I'm like what <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard and I absolutely love it yeah that was the first time I've ever heard that 
I mean, because I think it only exists in a very, in that very specific circumstance, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Okay, this may feel like, because now I have like there's these points as, and if, if you didn't listen to that, that mm. episode, you might need to go back and listen to it because then you're going to understand why this is right. Okay, so, so, we're, so we're talking about, this is episode 220. So we're talking yeah. about episode 218 Correct. where we had our very special guest co-host. Yes. And, and, and so, and, and there were a lot of things that, that Tim and I talked about or like questions that he asked me or things that we were thinking about that are related to stuff that you and I talk about, but maybe a little bit different and certainly, uh, maybe worded differently or, or questions more pointedly asked. So, so I think, I think it's worthwhile going back to that conversation. And I am interested now that you've heard it to, you know, to hear what you have to say, but also to maybe like extend the conversation now, including you. So, so let's, so, so if you want to, if you haven't listened to that episode and you want to go back and hear sort of where, what we're referring to now, you can do that. But I mean, otherwise you can just, yeah, just listen, whatever. Listen what Let's listen. Now. That's, that's fine. Yeah. Too. yeah. So one thing that Tim talked about was like when he's on vacation and getting right back to it or regretting it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, for personally, I, re- I regret it during the vacation. Like I, and, and it was interesting because I had literally was on vacation as this, as I was listening and like the three days before had been like, so like, what the hell, why did you do that? Did you think you were getting away with something? Blah, blah, blah. Only because, um, one, I don't travel, like when I travel like on a, and it's on a plane and there's food, I have a really hard time with not eating it. Everything that comes to me, buns, everything, like stuff normally I would just not even be interested in. Yeah. And then if I'm in the lounge and then there's food there, then I'm eating that. Okay. Like I actually have to talk myself through what I'm eating. But in the beginning, so the first couple of days, because we were on three flights to get there, there was a lot of food. Right. But then, but then there's time change and then you find, I don't know about anyone else, but I find I'm always really flipping hungry. Yeah. But you're not doing anything but sitting your butt on a plane. Yeah. I'm not moving my body. No, right? no, I know. It's ridiculous. It's I ridiculous. Know. And for some reason, I think I'm going to get away with it. Right. So that already starts that. And then immediately like my body, because I don't eat a lot of bread, mm. but I've just eaten a lot of like little danishes and like rolls and yeah it doesn't feel good in my body it's like I know that but I feel bloaty and Uh, so then my clothes don't fit really nice right so the first the first week wasn't too bad and it was a lot and so by the like by the Wednesday so we left on the Saturday by the Wednesday I was like okay Phil this is ridiculous like I gotta like so I was more mindful okay and then, and then we, then we got to like Rwanda and then I went to put my hiking pants on. And now my hiking pants are 
one, you know, I keep things way too long and I realize like I've had these hiking pants since 2015, 2014, something like that, mm-hmm. but they've always fit. Mm-hmm. I could not get the button done up on them, Henny. This has never happened to me ever. Okay. Now I wore these pants in March when I was with you and we went to Machu Picchu. Oh, okay. Okay. So I knew they fit. Yeah. 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 I could not get the, I put them on and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I said, if I can't, I literally wore them to bed to stretch them. Oh, that's so I had, but that's okay. Because I had another pair that I had worn the week before just for a few hours and they were stretched and there's two different, both of their Costco pants, right. which, you know, of course but, they are. Of course they are, <laughs> which I paid like 20 bucks for and I've worn yeah. them all that time. So there's just a plug for the quality of the thing. Cause I've worn these things to Everest Base Camp, to Kilimanjaro, to like Ethiopia. I mean, they've, they've, I've got my money's worth. I like that. One of them I might even have got when they were reduced to $10. <laughs> I feel like you probably did. <laughs> I know I did because they're different than I have two pairs of the same one pair that the style changed the next time that I bought them. Love it. Anywho, those ones, the waist is a little bit bigger in them because I've always okay. had to wear a belt with those ones. Oh, because okay. And on okay. the hips and the waist. Okay. So those I put on, I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this because I had like this, that was a seven hour trekking day. So I needed to have something that I, <laughs> I had to wear. But the next day I actually wore them. And then later on I was feeling bloaty and I actually undid the button on them. Okay. This, this has already been like, okay, I need to go and buy some different pants because that's too stressful for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. But once I kind of reeled that back in on that day, like the next few days, I felt margin, like I did feel a lot better. Right. But, but I was literally at the point of thinking, oh my goodness, is like he's talking about this and this is exactly how I'm feeling right now. Oh, wow. So what happens to you though when you travel? Are you more on point or do you find that there is? Because you are going on a great trip coming up and there's no, you're not going to travel to Switzerland and then not have... The stuff that's there correct I mean that's the thing like when you when you're traveling uh particularly if you, if you're traveling somewhere where it's not a place like I'm not talking about like you go to Florida every March yes. you know like right. like I'm talking about like actually traveling to a place where you've never been before where you likely won't go back like a big part of that experience is the food so yeah. you know you, you you would really be selling yourself short if and your experience short if you mm-hmm. didn't uh, enjoy the food of the place where you're going, right? Right. That being said, when I okay, the other thing is I'm with you with plane travel, especially that it's very difficult for me to not eat the food that is given to me. Um, unless I genuinely don't like it, you right. know, um, mo- and I think some of it must be, I think time change is a, plays a role and I yeah. think exhaustion plays a role, especially if you had to be up like super early or if you were up extra mm-hmm. late or whatever. Like I find that I, I feel like I, nauseous is too strong of a word, no, but like yes. I feel a little wonky. And so those mm-hmm. bread types, like type of foods appeal to me. And I think if I have this, I might feel a little bit better. Yeah. Right. And in fact, I I, I usually do. Right. Yeah. And so, so I think, so 
so definitely plane travel days are not like necessarily points friendly days. Um, and do I make sure that I like, would I make sure that I enjoy whatever the food is that, that uh, is of the place where I'm being? Absolutely. However, I don't tend to find travel or holiday uh, eating so out of control for me. Like it feels usually very, um, uh, like, I mean, in control, I guess is the best way mm. to say. Be and But it's because when I'm traveling or when I'm on holidays, I'm with other people mm. and I'm with other people all of the time and we eat together all of the time. Gotcha. And so when I'm with other people and when I'm eating with other people, it's very easy for me to to like to eat what I think is a reasonable amount. Gotcha. And and so there isn't an opportunity really for me to like eat a lot of something because it it doesn't look like it's yes. not appropriate. It's not appropriate to right. do that because yeah. so I feel like in in a so because I'm always in a social situation, then it's very it's it's not even it, it's not even a chore for me. You know, like yeah. I have I have this and like and and that's what I have. Or like people are ordering this, great, I'll order that too. That's what everyone's having. Like and and I feel quite content doing it. And so so why it's harder to do just do that when I'm on my own, I don't know. But mm. um No, it, for sure you it is you know why it is, because you are more the desire to have whatever it is or to overeat is not as powerful as you're that what people are thinking. Mm-hmm or going to think about the amount of food that you are eating. That's yeah. what it is. I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah. a bit effed up, but I understand, I completely yeah, that's understand what that. it is. No, no, and, no. And it's, yeah. it's not the, it's not what I choose to eat that changes because yeah. what I'm choosing to eat would remain the same, but the amount that I eat yeah. changes. Yeah. 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 And, and the thing is that, but it's enough. You know what I mean? Like it's not like I'm it's not like I'm wandering around on holidays being like I'm so hungry. I, I don't know. get to eat. I'm you know, these people are yeah. starving me. It's not that at all. Like I'm fully content. So, you know. So actually, like traditionally traveling and holidays are good food times for me. Yeah. Which is not most people's experience, I think. Yeah. But for me it is. I think I think the fact that I'm not super interested in alcohol probably helps. Like I think, because yeah. I think when people, especially like with travel, like I think when people yeah. are on holidays or people are traveling, there's more of a desire to have a drink here, yes. have a drink there. And there is yep. for me too. Like, like I, I can't see a time when I would have a drink at home, but if I'm yes. out traveling, like, or if I'm yeah. like, you know, we go out for a nice dinner. Like, I mean, I could have a cocktail, like that's not something that would never happen, but it's certainly not something that's absolutely going to happen either. So I, th yeah. I think that helps too, as far as, you know, why some people really struggle with eating while they're traveling. And mm -hmm. I don't really feel like I do so much, but yeah. 
Yeah. I think you are hundred percent right. It is the being it's, tired and that feeling. I have the exact same feeling. Yeah. And it's like I just need to have something. So I, otherwise I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm nauseous. It is that same feeling. Yeah. It's just, it's, you, it's, it's some sort of like unsettled feeling. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, okay. So that, that definitely is it. I, um, I'm good about if something like often I find desserts aren't really appealing that gets served. Like a creme brulee is not something that I would ever choose on a menu. Yeah. No. A, a chocolate, like a volcano cake kind of thing. No. Also anything really chocolatey is off my radar, which is so yeah. bizarre to me because it was, would always have been my go-to, but yeah. it is, doesn't do it for me. Like yeah, I, no, me neither. I'm not interested in it. No. no. Um, there are only certain things like like sorbets and stuff like that. Also, not an ice cream. If it's only if it's if I know it's going to be in a like with have nuts or stuff in it and it's on a cone. Otherwise, I'm not interested in a bowl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there there are funny things that before I would have eaten anything for sure. And now I'm like, nah, it yeah. doesn't. That's yeah. that's how I feel too. And sometimes I even think like, oh, like tonight's the night that I'm going to like. Yeah, cocktail or tonight's the night that I'm going to yeah. have some dessert and then like the time comes and I'm like yes I just don't feel like it <laughs> yeah yeah I'm the same I, I mean that's why I drank a lot of champagne or like Prosecco um, because the the cocktails there was nothing that really appealed to me yeah you know I mean I did get one on the last night and it was okay but it's just not really my favorite type of thing. I'm not a martini necessarily. I mean, I used to be a Cosmo girl. Like there was that period where I drank a lot of Cosmos and Phil made Cosmos lots of times, you know, but, um, but not, it isn't something that I would order. So there were times I looked at the menu and I'm like, yeah. And I know a mojito in certain places. That's not a mojito. That doesn't even, I know you think it like, that's just, it's not flavorful enough for me. Right. You know? Yeah. But a real mojito is. Yeah. Like, but a real a, mojito is a, really. That's a cocktail I would choose. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like dark rum. Like I don't like that kind of, or rye or anything right. like that. Any dark. Alcohol yeah. has to be a clear. So that also eliminates a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but, um, so yeah, that, but I can tell you that, uh, I did like, was at a buffet more than once where I went around to where like they had the, the, the baklava. Ooh, that and I would, and I did, I eat. but I did pick a piece and ate it before I got back to the table. So Phil didn't know I ate it. <laughs> but then did you like then would you have said something like, oh, I had that or no? No, I just told you. You know. And now oh. everyone who listens knows. Oh, wow, Sandy. Yeah. Only because I can't be on one side of my mouth complaining, like, oh my God, I can't believe I've eaten so much and I need to get back to it when we get back. But no, I'm still gonna shove my yapper with it. <laughs> but it wasn't like it was a bunch it was one piece I did only take one piece or there were times when we went and took things and then we shared them like we just took a bite of each thing to to share it um I get caught up with things like we will often go to have a drink before dinner which is fine but then they bring out something like nuts and all that and then I can't stop eating them and I said like can we just say no or 
they really brought out a lot of bread like before. And I'm like, you know, I have a hard time saying no to that too. And so do I, but unless it was like crappy and some, some of it was like, eh, that's, that, that's bland. I don't even want it. Um, but some of it was just so darn good. I know. And, and I would choose that over a dessert. Yes. Any day. 100%. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, and you can't outwalk your fork. It doesn't matter. It feels like, well, yeah, but we just went. I said, doesn't matter, babes. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Any, like any can't outwalk your fork. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I was like, meh. Anyway. Okay. All right. So anyway, so I, I was like feeling what, you know, Tim was saying about that because it is hard to balance that. I do. I, and I agree with you. If I'm going somewhere in, in like, in North America, probably with the exception, I, I mean, there are a few places that maybe there are local cuisines or foods. That yeah. They, well, if you're going to Nova Scotia, I am going to have lobster. That's it. Some sort of a seafood extravaganza. You, I mean, you like, have to. Yeah. But, but if you're going, you know, some, certainly if you're going a place that you go regularly, yeah. you know, it's, it doesn't need to be. No, unless food. you're going with some sort of, you know, food experience in mind, right? right? Like, yeah. yeah, but you're going to be in Switzerland. So two things you're going to see a lot of cheese mm -hmm. and chocolate. I'm looking forward to it. I'm yeah. looking forward to, to what Might be a there is in there or something. Right. I mean, that would yeah. be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will say that when you were visiting me, like we went for the churros and you had the churro and we went for ice cream and you had the ice cream. Yeah. So you never said like, no, I'm not going to have that. No, because it's all At a all. part of, it's all a part of yeah. the experience, right? And yeah. it's not my regular life, right? And so, yeah. and, and with things like that too, you can't, it's not even like you can adopt that in your regular life when you get back yes. home, you know, like it yeah. only exists in that place where you are. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's not a, that's not a problem. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So then there was a lot of discussion around binging. Yeah. And, and you, and you, so. <laughs> and me. Yes. And you, yeah. <laughs> and you've been open about it. So it's not a secret, but no, I want to know, like, at what I was like, this is what I was like saying in my head. It's like, well, what happens? Is, is he going to ask this question? What, what is going through your mind at the point of purchasing that binge item? Because it's one thing you have, there's, a, there's something that happens that you consciously make a decision to buy it, knowing you're going to eat Correct. the whole packet. You Correct. don't, or do you think this time's going to be different? No. So there's, there's a lot of, internal conversation going on before you even stop at the, wherever it is, whether it's through a drive through at a store or whatever, mm -hmm. to the point of actually picking it up and putting it into mm -hmm. a buggy. Mm -hmm. And then, and then even walking to the cash because there's mm -hmm. right. And so mm -hmm. what do you know, what is actually happening at that point? No, I mean, no, because I'll tell you why, because at that point, like I made the decision a long time ago already. Okay. That's so, what I wanted to know. Had yeah. you, there is a point where you make a decision though. Correct. The, so the decision happens before I even go to wherever I'm going to get whatever I'm getting. 
Like, okay, that's it. And I'm sure it actually dictates where you're going. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And so, and even like, what time do I have to leave? You know, like, cause if I'm like on my way to school, for example, but if I know I'm going to stop uh, somewhere to pick up food, then I need to make sure that I leave a little bit sooner so that I have time to do that. So like, there's a lot of planning that goes into that, which is why, like, it's not, yeah. it's not a surprise when it happens. It's <laughs> right. not, and it's not even, uh, like, like, a, an impulse. I mean, yeah. there's an impulse somewhere, but the purchase is not an impulse and the, right. and the binging is not an impulse. The, the impulse happened five steps earlier when I yeah. decided that I was going to go through all of these steps to do this thing. Now, why yeah. does that happen? I don't know. Yeah. I do know that some of it is that it becomes a pattern. And so then mm. it, it becomes a, part of my routine. And so then it doesn't feel impulsive either because it's something that I'm now working into like, you know, every other day or like every three days or every day, like, because it, it increases in frequency, frequency mm. and, in and intensity, maybe intensity <laughs> is the wrong word, quantity is a better word. Yeah. So it increases in, in frequency and quantity the longer that it yeah. goes. Yeah. Um, so maybe the initial, like the very first time it happens is some, is impulsive, but once it's happened, right, once, the gates open, that's it. And, and so what is that? Mm. I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I haven't mm. been able to pin that down. I think, I think part of what Tim, like he said was, was right. Are the things like you, I think you get overwhelmed with stuff. You, th you said perfection. And I think that is also true that you have this whole. And so once something goes awry from that, then you're right off of it. Almost. I, I'd wonder like, because, and then thinking just out loud, even yeah. for any of us that when we have control, cause it's a lack of control really. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's that, that control. And then once you don't have it, it's like, well, I'm just going to let everything go so that, when I go back to it, I can really see how well I'm doing and controlling that again. Yeah. 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 It, it's, and it's funny. It, it's not funny. Like, haha. It's, it, but yeah. it's funny, strange in that even it is, it is even a sort of control. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. because yes. the whole procedure of, how I'm going to get whatever I'm mm. looking for, what it is, where, where am I getting that from? When am I going to eat it? How am I going to know I have enough time for this or for that or for whatever, you know, and like, it's all very controlled. It's just yeah. not a useful type of control, you know? Right. And so, yeah. and I, and I also feel like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, and it's, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's like an upside down version of control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is, that is strange. And, and I mean, disordered eating of any sort is related to control. Yeah. Any, any learning that I've done about, about disordered eating is it's all, it's, it's all connected to some sort of control right and so it, it yeah. makes sense that that's that that's what I'm doing it's just the the way that I'm 
forcing control into my life is not health is not healthy or helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so what is it that, that I, ha- I get into these little, uh, ruts of where I feel like I need to do that kind of controlling behavior. Like, I guess that's the question, right? Like, like, what is it that's happening that I feel like this, that this type of control, having this type of control will make me feel better? Yeah. Is it, is it something related to controlling food in general? I don't, I don't even know that it is. I, no. I think it's not. I it's think bigger. It's, it's bigger than that. I think it's other things yeah. in life and maybe yeah. like whether I'm feeling in control or out of control of things going on in life. And yeah. so then somehow it turns into, but here's something that I can control. I can control this food, but like not that I can, you know, make sure I eat, you know, fruits and vegetables. <laughs> it becomes like, no. how, can, how can I work, you know, packages of cookies into my schedule? <laughs> to my regular pattern. It's my regular pattern of eating. I yeah. Mean, but I, yeah. I, I have eaten some really delicious oatmeal raisin cookies in the last six months. <laughs> not in no. the last couple, not in the last three. I, yeah. I, I've, I've been, I've been cookie free for a few months. Cookie free. <laughs> yeah. Which is better for me. It's, it's better. Yeah. It's better for me. I know maybe at some point in my life I'll get into, I'll get to a point where I can like enjoy a cookie from time to time, but I'm not there yet. I'm better off just being cookie free. And is there a brand or a specific one that you, you prefer or are you like, like... I like something like soft and chewy rather than crunchy. Mm, But other than that, I'm not that picky. Yeah. Yeah. Tim Hortons used to be like that. They used to be like that. They used to be, they're not anymore. They're crunchy. Yeah. No, I I'm, I agree. I haven't like eaten a little Tim bit Horns of a cookie. chewy yeah. one. Yeah, I haven't eaten a Tim Hortons cookie in a long, long time. Although, before I joined, yeah, before I joined uh, WW the last time, it was Tim Hortons donuts and cookies that were getting me into trouble. But that hasn't been that hasn't been an issue since then. Yeah. You know, like I I just move on to something new each time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm really adventurous with my eating. I just, you know, move from one <laughs> item to the other. So on the on the topic of of binge eating, yeah. Um, from even this is a, a callback to even I think maybe episode two seventeen. It was the episode that we'd done before I spoke to Tim, mm-hmm. um, and you had given me some homework. Uh-huh. we'd been talking about fat camps we'd been talking yes. about binge eating we'd been talking about like me like like sneakily eating and like hiding the evidence and things like that and and I had said like I'm the only kid in my family who does that and you said but are you sure yes so I spoke to all three of my brothers who are close to me in age okay and Related to going to fat camp, (laughs) I was, I was accurate. I was absolutely correct with that. The first year I went with two of my brothers. Okay. The second year, one brother came with me and the third year I went by myself and both of my brothers and my mom have corroborated that story. Okay. 
Um, my mother shuddered to hear me call it fat camp. She did not like that at all. And so, and so I, so I said to her, like I said that I was talking to you about it. And I said that I never felt like I was sent there to lose weight, even though I know that like the goal was weight loss. I said, I never felt like I was being sent to camp to lose weight. And she right away said, she's like, but it, she's like, it wasn't a weight loss camp. She's like, it was like the child, like it was the children's exercise and nutrition center that put it on. Like it was about healthy living and, and like being active and eating well. And I said, I know I said, and, and that was the way that it was presented to me. And I said, and the fact that Ryan and Norm came with me, like made it even feel more like that because they, yeah, but, because okay, they well, were, th- because they were thin kids. Yeah. But the thing that's different, Henny, is if that was actually true, that was what they called it to. I'm not, I'm not. Cause they weighed you. Cause they weighed you. Correct. Had an exercise and nutrition, you would not been on, sitting on a chair on a scale that you couldn't see the number. That I is, am, I am not <laughs> disagreeing that it was a fat camp. <laughs> yeah. I, I so, am fully fully prepared to call sorry, it as it Nell. Is. sorry Nell <laughs> fully prepared but I guess when I'm thinking about like the stigma attached to that and and like hearing stories about kids who went who had really negative experiences like yeah. that it wasn't my experience and I think the way that it was presented to me and and the way that it was like this was summer camp and like, and my brothers came along too. Like it, it never felt punitive. It never felt, um, yeah, it, it just, it was just something that we did, you know, like, and so I think that that was really, it was really good that it was like laid out that way, like, and presented that way to us. But I mean, but you, but you still as an adult call it that. So of course you knew what it was. Of course. You didn't at the time, right? I mean, I, even at the, I mean, I think even at the time, like I, I knew what was going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. You're not fooling me again. No, but, but it Artists wasn't negative. It, it never yes. was negative. Yeah. And that's good. That's good that, that you, cause you enjoyed it. I, I love, I mean, I, I, I want the third year, like I wanted to go. Yeah. 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 No, I had a great time. Yeah. And does, and does, does mom know that on the way home you were into Tim Hortons with dad? <laughs> I don't know if she does. <laughs> so, so that leads into the next part. So I, so I spoke to them about that. That's what I got. Okay. Then I also spoke to all three of my brothers who are close in age to me to mm-hmm. ask them about like, if they, if they ever did as a kid or if they do now as adults, like yeah. eat sneakily okay and my older brother immediately said no he's like I never I never snuck food in my life I don't sneak food anymore and and my sister-in-law was sitting right there and she's like he really doesn't (laughs) so um then my brother who's uh a little bit younger than me he said well he's like he's like I remember one time like as a kid that I snuck a and I remember this, that he snuck a butterscotch pudding yeah. because he put the, like he put it under the couch, like to get rid of the garbage, but yeah. it wasn't it, but he said, he's like, but I snuck it because 
like we were only allowed to have that for our lunches and I took it. He's like, it wasn't about taking the food. He's like, and now he's like, as an adult, he's like, sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll like go down to the kitchen and like eat a bowl of cereal. And so then I said, okay. I said, but like, what do you do with the bowl when you're done? He's like, I put it in the sink. And so I said, so so I said, you're not, you're not doing this sneakily. Mm-hmm. I, he's like, no, he's like, no, I'm, I'm not like, he's like my, like my wife knows that I had cereal in the morning because like yeah. the, the bowls there. So I said, okay. And then the, my next youngest brother, I asked him about it and he also said, no, never. So interesting. Okay. And so, so of course, so we're having this conversation, like, wh- like while we're like, you know, enjoying barbecue and you know, the kids are roaming around and anyway. And so my parents are there also listening to this conversation. And so then my dad says, sorry, hen, you get that from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which I know already. Like I know that, that he, that my binge eating habits are, they mirror what he does. Um, but he said that, and, and I, I kind of knew this, but I didn't know it to the extent that I do now that he said that he, as a kid, he snuck food all the time. And that as an adult, he also did. And he said he doesn't do it so much now. Um, but when he said, when we were kids, he did, he said, he said, like, do you, he said, do you remember sometimes when I would bring a Tim Hortons pie home? And I said, yes, I do remember when the Tim Hortons pie would come home. And he said, a hundred percent, if I brought a pie home, I'd already eaten one in the car. Wow. Okay. That I like regularly buy two of something and then eat one in the car and then bring Mm -hmm. the other one. For, like for the family and mm. and he said the that that was the first thing that came to mind was the pies but he said but he said other stuff too and he said like even stuff from the pantry and like that he would eat mm. thing from the pantry like a like a box of cookies or like something like that and and then get rid of the like get rid of the garbage and yeah. so he said like, sometimes your mom would say like I thought we bought two of these or you know like something yeah. and he and then he's like, and then I would have to fess up and say like I, that I'd eaten it, but, but he said, absolutely that, that it's hmm. 100% a, a habit that has been somehow passed on to me. Yeah. So, so yeah, so, so I was absolutely yeah. right that, that my other, my siblings don't have these, okay these eating patterns, but I come by it honestly, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> So that's, that's what I found out in doing my homework. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, clear, as a kid, I also snuck stuff. Right. And ate it in my room. Or when I, I, cause I, from like, especially once I started like earning money. Yeah. Would regularly, regularly go to like Shoppers Drug Mart and buy like bag, the bags, hanging bags of candy. And they had the little fudge, little fudge ones. There was like the dark, the dark chocolate ones, like little, it looked like little people or something or little bears or something. And then they had a a caramely colored one and I would buy bags of each, but I can remember having them at home. Yeah. Um, and eating them in my room. Yeah. You know, people did, and people didn't know that you had them. No, no, because, yeah. you know, yeah, they didn't know I had them. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. And I would have taken the garbage with me and gotten yeah. rid of it. I wouldn't have put it in my garbage at home. My mom would have yes. seen that. But, but definitely eating. And I know that there were actually times when my mother would know because things would be, you know, eaten or missing. Mm-hmm. And she would. And so there was a lot of comments made, which just actually increases the frequency right. of doing it and hiding it. But yeah. and so clearly, as an adult, I still do it because I just did it. Uh, what day is today? Wednesday. Oh. I just did it. <laughs> I just did it a Saturday when I was it's had the uh, the baklava. So I'll have to tell, I'll tell Phil tonight. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh dear. Anyway. <laughs> but, I, but I don't eat in the middle of the night. I don't eat in the middle of the night. I've stopped doing that, which is usually it's just, but I could find anything though, honey. I could find a cracker to put peanut butter and honey on. Oh Yeah. You know, or like a, a whole row of those like premium plus crackers and then oh like gosh. with some strawberry jam. Oh, yeah. I mean, my mom, used, that's why I used to get in my lunch as a like as a treat. Like we would yeah. have saltines with butter and peanut butter on them. I mean, delicious. Come on. Delicious. Do you remember when they used, and they used to come in the four things and you'd have to break them apart? Break them yeah. apart. So she would just make the whole thing and then we would like, like a little sandwich. Ooh, yeah. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Memories. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter inside of a uh, cut radish. Delicious. Oh, wow. I've never had that. Oh, honey, if that's what's in the fridge, that's what I'm having. We're going to figure it out. I mean, peanut butter on celery. Delicious. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Peanut butter on an apple. Yum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I never thought about putting or it on a, pear. a radish. Or on a pear, too. Yeah, yeah. pear is good. Yeah. Or a banana. <laughs> Or banana. I mean, peanut butter on anything is pretty delicious. Yes, or just sticking your finger in the thing or a spoon also works. <laughs> there's there's a Friends episode where one of the characters talks about peanut butter fingers, and they're like, "What are peanut butter fingers?" And he like gestures, like holding a peanut butter and putting two fingers like in the jar. <laughs> He's like, you know, peanut butter fingers. <laughs> Oh goodness me. Oh my goodness me. Okay. All right. So, so the other thing was, um, when he came right out and asked you about, um, therapy yeah. and I was like, I was like to him, you know, I got lots to say about this and I actually messaged you about it. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, anyway. So we had this whole back and forth <laughs> thing, um, about it. Yeah. Um, and what but, were you saying? No, for sure. I, I, well, you know, I'm, I, I understand the whole bullshit around, you should be able to just handle it yourself. Right. Mm. Because I also felt that way. Like it was, yeah. there was actually shame in thinking that I needed to reach out to somebody yeah. as I was finding it just too much. But I, yeah, I did recognize that it was really impacting my relationship and, and my quality of life. Yeah. And so I had to try something cause I also will try anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I know like I, I, for me, it isn't, the binging is just, that's you, it's finding out why you do that. Right. And that's more, to me, I think it's more than control. And I think, you know, it's more than, than control, but I think that there's reasons that you don't want to engage in it to even open that to because you already know, and that it's going to take a lot of, it's an, it's an emotional. Yeah. Right. 
But for you, I what I see are boundaries that that need to be set, and that will cause a lot of conversations that you don't want to have with people. Yeah. And you already know that. Yeah. And so you don't want to actually have to talk to somebody who might actually say to you, this is what you have to do. Exactly. <laughs> Go and do this little bit of homework. The thing is, is that I think, I think it's something that you need to do for yourself. Yeah. I don't disagree. I, I know you don't. <laughs> I was like to, I was like to Tim, I was like, ah, oh, I, you're like, you got balls. You just came right out and said it to her. Like, I mean, I said, I would go the other way of just talking about how much I really like it and how much I think it's important for people to do, but she doesn't take the bait. There's no, no bait. No, because, <laughs> because, because I'm, because I know, bait. because I know what's going on. <laughs> it's like when I was a kid and I was at fat, and I, and I was at fat camp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I mean, when when Tim, when Tim and I were like earlier friends, um, and then you know sometimes we would be having a conversation that it was going to get like a little deeper, a little serious. Yeah. Then he would he would always like hedge what he was going to say. Like he would always like start by saying like you know something like you know okay, but so I'm I'm gonna like ask you something or like, I, I, I want to, yeah. you know, like it was always like, and then there was a certain point in our friendship where we were like, can we just not do that anymore? Like, yeah. like nothing that you say is going to offend me. Nothing that you say or ask me is going to be hurtful. And like, mm -hmm. and if I am upset by something, it's, it's on me. Like, it's not that you're asking me. So like, can we just not hedge yeah. conversations like that anymore because like, like we are so past that you know anyway so so i mean when he's on the podcast yeah and it's a public forum there also is no hedging yeah but it, i mean it wasn't live you could have taken that out. i could have taken it out but but i mean no i mean it's no. it's, it's a it there's nothing wrong with the conversation uh -huh. uh, there's nothing hurtful about the conversation or harmful mm -hmm. about the conversation. So I think it's important. And, and I think, yeah. you know, you've been uh, really open on the podcast also about, you know, being like feeling icky about even endeavoring, mm. you know, into the, the world of therapy. And then also how, uh, you know, really positive, like what a positive influence it has yeah. had on your life. Right. So, so I mean, and I think that's, I think it's important for people to hear. And it's important for me to hear too. He yeah. also messaged me because I think it's also bullshit that she, there's a double standard that she thinks it's okay for everyone else, but not for her. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not that I think it's not okay. No, 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 not that it's not okay, but you, but you, you encourage, but, or you think that it's like, it's a great thing for people to do, but you don't, you don't gift yourself the same. That's right. It. Right. 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 No, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know what he's saying. I know. What yeah. He's saying. Everybody could benefit from having someone to bounce things off of mm -hmm. that is like had some specific training on how to help reposition thoughts or things that are happening because not everybody has someone in their life that can do that for them. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the world would be a much better place for everyone 
Mm-hmm. And I, and I really, it would be great if it was part of the school curriculum. Like there were actually classes like a, that right through age appropriate helped you to sort of deal and understand yourself mm-hmm. and how to deal with different people in different situations and, and relationships, maybe instead of cursive writing. <laughs> I, I as an example I don't disagree <laughs> yeah no absolutely yeah especially when I think about the last two to three years of 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 teaching that you've had and the things that you tell me that kids who are 12 13 14 years old are saying how they're acting their lack of empathy sometimes, mm. conflict resolution, appropriate yeah. behavior. Yeah. I mean, things that clearly they're either, I'm not blaming parents on it. Sometimes it will be that this, they're just, they're just, it's a mirror of what's happening at home. But, uh, but other, it's also just the society and the, the way that, that things, the life, Social media plays a big role. Those types of skills, like any sort of soft skill, any 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 yeah. transferable skill, and then certainly any uh, skill related to reflection, retrospection, yeah. resilience, like mm-hmm. all of you know empathy, all of those things, it, it's lacking, and yeah. and people need to be taught that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and maybe that would be more important than, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things that are currently being taught. Yeah. Taught in quotations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But then you need like it, and it goes further than that. Like I mean, we're we're you know laughing tongue in cheekily about cursive writing. So yeah. Um. You know. Not that anyone really cares, but uh, I mean, unless you have young children, maybe now you do, but yeah. the Ontario language curriculum is finally, since, it hasn't been updated since 2006. They've finally come up with an updated version. It's going to roll out in September of 2023. And they brought penmanship back into the curriculum. And so they're teaching cursive writing starting in grade three and uh, and then from grade one until grade eight one of the expectations that that kids will have to do is to have like neat and neat and tidy penmanship in printing and also in cursive starting in grade three so um but then what you and I were talking about Sandy was that you know in order to like it's great so now you've I mean great in quotation marks whatever so now great that you've put this in the curriculum and so now kids are going to kids are supposed to be getting instruction in cursive writing in grade three, but how many teachers do we have yeah. teaching in Ontario yeah. who don't know how to write in cursive? Yeah. I, I think quite a few. I mean, yeah, I still taught, like I still was taught cursive when I was in school, but I feel like, yeah, my, my sister's nine years younger than me. I don't think she, she, she can read cursive like she can mm-hmm. is able to but i don't know if she was taught cursive in school so i yeah. feel like anyone who is 10 years younger than me or younger 
they don't know. Yeah. So I, that's what I wanted to know. So do you, so you just said 2006. So was that when they stopped it? Um, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. I just know the most recent language curriculum was 2006 and there's no penmanship in that curriculum. Yeah. As far as like what the curriculum was before that, I'm not 100% sure. But mm. yeah, it might be. It might be that it stopped then. So I do know, I'm just thinking, do have I ever seen my kids like actual cursive writing? I know Graham does not know how to do that because when we went to write, to first time he could sign his passport and he had to practice and practice and practice. Right. He had no idea. And we were like, what is happening here? You don't know how to sign a passport, but I know my daughter does because she has very neat writing and I can see like, I, I still have a a few special things like they made me for mother's day and stuff like that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Where they've signed it and she has signed it, Jessica. Ah, okay. In cursive writing. I'm pretty sure that Brock, so Brock would also know because he's older than her. Well, and they're they're right around the same age as my sister. They, the point of me saying that is just to yeah. think like, you know, yes, I agree that there are more important things for us to be teaching, such yeah. as empathy and, you know, and these other skills. But you also need teachers who yeah. can teach it. Yes, yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. And the thing is that these things take so long. It's one thing to say, yes, we need it now. But the problem is it takes 10 years before we get anybody trained. Mm-hmm. And at that point, there's something else. Oof, I know. Right? Like it, we're, we're continually, we're always behind. Yes, we're always yeah. behind. Yeah. Never mind the fact that, I mean, right now, just because of those years of teaching lost, yeah. really in education in the last few years and now we're going to add cursive writing when nobody can spell or um listen do math yeah. like basic <laughs> math skills you know what i mean yeah or like yeah. carry on a conversation yeah yeah it's yeah. rough it's rough yeah. it's rough out there yeah yeah i know i i i feel for my for my granddaughters you know who were who were impacted i feel the youngest one wasn't as impacted just mm-hmm. because of the age she was. Yeah. Um, but for sure the, the older one. The one. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll, it'll take some time to sort of get caught up I again. Know, I know, but, and, and let's see what happens with in the, the, the workforce, you know, it's frightening. Going, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's lots, there's lots of the, the fallout will be generations, you know, before, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, so I guess the best thing we can do now is to be kind to one another and be kind to ourselves. Yeah. That's the that's the first step. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Well, Sandy, oh it was very lovely to have uh this conversation with you and i'm glad we got to uh rehash the the podcast episode that you were not a part of so yeah. that's kind of fun <laughs> and uh looking forward to next week already all right well yes um i'm glad that i've got these things off my chest and i still have a few things on here because we have the water oh, okay that next next time we'll talk about it 
which will just prove that yes, these are the things that do annoy me and <laughs> have a bee in my bonnet because I was really quite. It all comes back to that. It all comes back to that. <laughs> it always does. It always so does. So if you're looking for a little more Sandy angst, it's coming next week. <laughs> it's coming next week. Yes, it is. And I see the next episode that I haven't watched, listened to them. It was on protein, so you know that's just going to really put me right over the edge. <laughs> can't wait (laughs) (laughs) all right honey have a great day thanks for everyone for listening and uh and uh yeah we'll uh, we'll chat with you again soon all right all right bye